let's go ahead and get things started then. We'll just jump right in. Yeah. Welcome back, party people, to another episode of The Review Show. This is episode 54. My name is Kyle Springer. In the chair opposite of me is Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are Hello. you? Hello. Good morning. Morning, Kyle. Yeah, good morning. How, how are things in your neck of the woods? Um, pretty good, pretty good. I've just spent the weekend shopping, which is how I like to spend it. I just spent a good couple hours of quality time with my local mall. <laughs> I got a good pretzel. You know, when you're waiting in line and you're like, I hope I get that pretzel. That's the one That's I picked one. out. Yeah, and you I got, got that one? That one. Good. It was a good that one, that pretzel specifically. Good. How about you? Uh, I've been doing well. I made the terrible, terrible mistake of sending my chapstick through the washer and dryer. Oh uh, no! It, yeah, it was not a good, not not a good outcome. It was very gruesome. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's use that word. <laughs> Sounds right. I I I. <laughs> I also made the mistake of opening it immediately after I took it out of the dryer, which was even stupider because the whole thing yeah. was melted. And yeah. so when I opened it up, like half of it is stuck up in the cap now and the rest of it is like way is like just, yeah, it's just, it's not there. It's non-existent oh. now. So I'm going to have to go <laughs> get some new chapstick. <sighs> Life is hard. First world. <laughs> First world problems. <laughs> this week, we are mm -hmm. talking about an <laughs> anime called Terror in Resonance, uh, a.k.a. Terror in Tokyo. I'm not sure if they changed the name when they brought it to the U.S. or not. Uh, if, if they thought it might not work as, as well. And so they're like, oh, Terror in Tokyo. The kids will know what that means. Um, <laughs> But it is called Terror and Resonance over here. Like, that's how we found it on Hulu. Yeah. Well, it's it's also subbed on Hulu. They don't have mm -hmm. the dub on okay. there. So that might be part of why they're like, we'll just go with the direct. Who knows? Um, so I found this anime a couple years back was the mm -hmm. first time I watched it. Um, I don't really remember the, like, middle to the end. Like, right before the end. Um so it, it, it was inter, inter, interesting to re-watch it and be like, oh, I kind of missed this stuff, or I don't rem mm -hmm. remember it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was fun to, to get to re-watch re re this. Sh Shinichiro Watanabe is one of my favorite directors. Uh, so it, mm -hmm. it's always just like, yes, I get to watch another one of his things. <laughs> <laughs> it is stylistically a very neat show to watch. I did yeah. really like the way it was directed and the way everything looks. Yeah. So what did you think besides uh, it, liking the way it looked? <laughs> it, it was interesting. I You pitched this to me as kind of a crime mystery like cat and mouse sort of game. And I did really like all those elements. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of puzzles in the mystery solving like the criminals give the police a puzzle that they have to figure out to find where the yeah. bomb is or the next that part i loved mm-hmm i like the puzzles i like the mystery element of it a lot 
I, <laughs> you told me about this show and then I looked, I like, I already picked it and then I'm going to look it up. Like, where can I find this about? How long is it? And it's like a high schooler moves to a new school. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no. Cause I have gotten, I oh, just kind of burned out on high school and like teenager animes. There's, there's a lot of them. Yeah. But thankfully they were, there's actually very little high school within the story yeah. which was nice so yeah. i was worried i wasn't gonna like it and then it, it pulled through i actually ended up enjoying this a lot yeah so i i i ended up realizing that i kind of pitched this uh this a little <laughs> bit wrong when i when i mm -hmm. t t talked about it so i i mentioned that uh wantanabe usually has very heavy music influences mm -hmm. uh, in his anime and this one not so much or at least not no. as recognizable of like oh this is based on hip-hop or this is based on jazz mm. or you, you, you know um i noticed in the wikipedia page it does say this is based uh he got the idea while listening to an icelandic band uh, mm -hmm. by the name of sigur Ros, I believe. oh yes I, I don't know who they are. I've yeah, never I, heard of them. I've but... seen it written down a million times. I, I do not know how to pronounce that either. So apparently, when he was listening to that sound or one of their albums, he got this image of uh, two young b b boys standing in the midst of all these like ruined b b b buildings and stuff like that. And so that's where he hmm. uh, he got the idea. And there's a couple hints, or not not hints, but uh, references to Iceland in hmm. in this as well. Uh, but I I for some weird reason I kind of remembered it having more electronic music, and I don't not know why. Really, it, no doesn't at all no. and i was sitting there i was like huh this is not the end theme that i remembered on this show that's strange that's one of the things i don't remember huh there's no electronic music on on this <laughs> it's more atmospheric and oh well mm. I, I i don't know why that was something i remembered uh but yeah i i really <laughs> like this i, I like the kind of cat and mouse mm -hmm. dishonored detective who now has to come back and yeah. solve it because he's the the only one who actually knows how to do good detective work and <laughs> stuff like that he's the one competent man on the force <laughs> yeah. and they shoved him down to the archives yep yeah i i, I really like that stuff um I another thing that I forgot was how much of, of this is kind of like a coming of age slice of life. Um, there, there, there's elements of that mixed in. I'm just like, oh yeah, there's this stuff I com completely forgot. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it makes for a really inter inter interesting story. And I think ultimately I would describe this as a show that probably could have worked really, really well if it was twice if not three times in length but it it felt like this was condensed down into an 11 episode mm -hmm. show but it still works really well it's not like yeah it's not like it's not like ooh, i feel like i'm missing stuff mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't really. feel rushed it it just it it feels like a world um that they could easily f f flesh out like everything is believable so to speak uh you know in in it like i i i feel t 
totally engrossed in this world and what's happening and stuff like that. And it feels very realistic um, for what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, synopsis. Let's let's do a brief one of those for people who may not have seen it yet. Um, So it starts out with this kind of... It's, it it's, it starts out with this scene from like six months ago, and it's these people stealing this thing. Yes. We don't know exactly what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we pick up, I think, like six months later, uh, and there is a th- there are these two kids who seem to be up to no good, and in fact, mm-hmm. they are, are up to no good, <laughs> uh, and they are planting bombs uh, in this building in Tokyo. Um, Mm -hmm. And they start this terrorist attack, and it starts this whole panic. Uh, But apparently there was a YouTube video, or, you know, their their equivalent of YouTube, um, that hit the internet like a day before or so. And it was them kind of warning about their attack. Um, And so the mystery kind of begins with that. Like, hey, who are these kids mm-hmm. perpetrating these terrorist attacks uh and then the the, the c- c- cops having to find these videos and solve the riddles that they're leaving behind to be like oh where's the next attack gonna be um but it's neat because you get both sides of the story it's not just you're on the side of the cops and you're only following them but you also get this side of who these kids are you know who they are you've seen Mm -hmm. their faces but the other characters haven't yeah and you know who they are but you don't know why they're doing anything yes exactly you know who they are but not why they are (laughs) (laughs) why is gamora um but yeah, so I I I I think it makes for a good cat and mouse for you to kind of see both sides of that and be like, no, over there, go do this thing, don't do that, yep, you know. Yep. Um, but so yeah, I I had a lot of fun rewatching this. It's mm-hmm. and it's only eleven a- a- episodes, so it's real short. You can watch it basically did in in a weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I I think that's a good uh synopsis yeah it's a good starter kit yeah uh melissa let's go to housekeeping real fast yeah we'll give you a couple details uh what did we cover last week melissa last week was birdman yeah we watched the movie uh alejandro inaritu's oscar-winning film birdman where Michael Keaton plays a, much like in real life, uh, an actor who used to be in giant superhero blockbusters. Yes. But now he's he hasn't done that in a long time. He's trying to get away from that image and like stage, like write, direct, and star in this Broadway drama. And it's about like the countdown to opening night and like the specter of this previous superhero role is kind of hanging over his head. So it's this kind of dark comedy drama slightly magic realism film it's pretty neat yeah it's fun so if you would like to go check that one out that is already up on our podcast feeds Mm -hmm. um we also just recorded an episode of the captain's log on on Mm -hmm. friday uh that was a lot of fun we talked about everything from uh some some manga creators passing away to our excitement 
for Avengers Endgame, some thoughts and theories on what might happen uh, in Endgame and the Marvel movies to come. Ah. So, that was good. It was fun. Uh, Also, Mm -hmm. a reminder that uh, we have an exclusive episode of the Whatnots Review Show up on Patreon uh, or up on our website for Patreon mm-hmm. supporters at the $3 tier. We actually have a couple of those. We have a Batman Beyond one, which is the one we mm-hmm. just recorded recently. We also have an X-Files one. So highly recommend going to check those out. And coming in the next couple weeks here, we will have one on Shrek Redone. Is Shrek Retold. Right? Re- retold. Okay. It's... This is the project where a bunch of different creators, mostly yeah. animators, got together and cut Shrek up into little bits, and all of them completely retold the story of Shrek, line by line, scene by scene. It is accurate to Shrek, <laughs> but it all looks completely different, and it's all interpreted in these new weird ways, and mm-hmm. that was a project they put on YouTube. So be on the lookout for that down the mm-hmm. road. Shrek retold. Mm-hmm. Got it right. That, that, that time so that's uh all of the stuff you can get more information at the whatnots.com if you would like to mm-hmm. support us on patreon that'd be patreon.com slash the whatnots uh one dollar a month gets you access to the live streams of this show the yeah. review show as well as all of our episodes early uh new episodes of this show come out every wednesday but you can get them a little bit early if you mm-hmm. want a day or two, depending on when I actually get it up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that being said, let's move on to spoilers. Bam, spoiler alert. My mm-hmm. goal for this next week is to actually finally get the sound effect down for that, as well as redo our like stinger video yeah. for all of our youtube videos the like four second introduction thing that has our logo mm-hmm. and all of our social media stuff because that's out of date has our old <laughs> logo and i still need to update that so that's my goal for this next week but here we are mm-hmm. in spoiler territory spoiler m- m- mode so if you haven't seen terror in resonance yet go check it out and then come back here we will talk mm-hmm. about it with y'all uh So I wanted to start with the kind of cat and mouse aspect Mm -hmm. of this because I'm I'm a big detective fiction fan or detective Mm -hmm. stories and crime stories and stuff like that. Um, And this is, I think, one of the things that attracted me to this show when I was kind of looking for more anime to watch a couple years ago one of the things i I thought was like okay i'm gonna check out like my favorite directors and like look more into their actual work and they had this one which yeah was like there's a terrorist attack there's this cop who's trying to to figure it out and stuff i was like that sounds right up my alley (laughs) i'm gonna check it out um so i did and i really liked it but i liked how there were these riddles um, yes ah, whoops, that was my favorite part yeah um that's that's something that i feel like especially in more like realistic crime stories that's something mm-hmm. you don't see they don't leave clues that's more fantastical yeah uh which mm-hmm. it, it, it is um but it's interesting because they do it on youtube 
I, yeah. I, like it's it it does feel more modern than like mm-hmm. leaving behind a clue, and I like that aspect. Uh, 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 yeah, they're not sense. like mailing the police department a letter. They are. They have like a YouTube channel. They upload like apparently everybody in the country is and yeah, <laughs> unboxings and subscribe to them. And they're like, oh, did you see the new Sphinx video? And they all go and watch them like offer this riddle, and they've got like the same pattern to every video where it's like they introduce themselves oh, the I'm same way. <laughs> and I'm Sphinx number two, and I like snacks. Like, <laughs> Yes. It's like they've got catchphrases also. <laughs> it's amazing. Um I, I mean, they, I, they are just kids. So you you know yeah. they're they're being like, hey, we're doing the Fortnite stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just flossing and telling you about your imminent destruction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I really liked about the riddles is how thematically consistent they were. Like yes. Sphinx, which is the name this organization of two boys puts forth for themselves they pick like this kind of mythological aspect and stick with it from riddle after riddle and really they go for the story of oedipus mm-hmm. who seems like, like an s- interesting story if you yeah. know what it's about <laughs> why would you pick that one yeah, but then it I also mean, fits with I, this the story too yeah i, I like the did that because we all know Oedipus as the guy with dad but another big part of the story is that like he solved the Sphinx's riddle and I like that the show is like neglecting all of that stuff about Oedipus and they're like we're just going to treat him as the puzzle solver like that is an underrepresented part of his life you know that motherfucker Oedipus literally <laughs> we're, we're 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 gonna talk about him but not what it's you fun. think <laughs> it's been covered you don't need to hear about it anymore let's learn about riddles it's way more fun yeah i like that they took this ancient ancient story that everybody knows is this joke and they're like we're gonna reuse this and we're not gonna use the joke part of it and you're not gonna miss it at all yeah it's 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 neat it's it's good it's it's one of those detective stories that I don't feel like I could have solved the ri- I mean, maybe I could have if I was from the area and I yeah, was really I, into, like, ancient literature and stuff like that. That's the thing. They're not impossible riddles. They just are very research-heavy riddles. They're out of so, reach. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Detective Conan stuff is just like, how? How would you ever know that? There's yeah. no way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I really liked that they focused on that, and they as as you said kept them like thematically the same, but then tw- like used that theme and twisted it to fit like the yeah. the current history and the g- 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 and the geography and stuff like that. That was fascinating. Yeah. I- and like there's an episode where I think they it's um another kind of like ancient like Roman history mythology based riddle, but it does end up connecting to some Japanese mythology too. Yeah, yeah. The, I I think the, when you're talking about the like red snake. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, I I forget exactly what the riddle was uh-huh. with that one, but yeah, I I like the cat and mouth. Those relationships be- between the cat and the mouse so to speak mm-hmm. uh are often really interesting because mm-hmm. they they often come to kind of understand one another and yeah. like each other which uh, happens here 
Yeah, which it's it's one of those things. So we we pitch this show as there's these kids doing these terrorist attacks, right? And immediately off the bat, it's like, oh, well, they're bad. They're mm-hmm. doing terrorist attacks. But yeah. it's it's also a matter of perspective, mm-hmm. too, because they're not killing anyone with their attacks. They're no. making sure that people are out. Um, there's an episode or two where there is a fake and mm-hmm. someone has planted a real bomb right i guess they've used real bombs in the past but are endangering people and so they go and they are the ones that stop the bomb yeah uh so there there is this hunt well they're not all bad that seems strange what are they up to you know Mm -hmm. and they actually do have a purpose and a reason to be doing this stuff Maybe not the best of methods. It is rather drastic, but they they have like once you finally figure out what it is and what was done to them and stuff like that, and you can see like oh that makes sense. Like I I they are wanting to expose corruption and yes, basically not not restart Japan. Hand, but get them on this path of like renewal and hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, like it's from one perspective you're like, oh, they're terrorists, and on the uh, other end you're, you're like, oh, they have a noble cause. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but I <laughs> I, I, I I understand it at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think this show did a fantastic job of that of making you care for both sides yeah and especially because the they are teens i feel like if this was adults doing it and as i said earlier i'm i'm a little worn out on teen anime but i think this is a really interesting exception to that the fact that they are like two high school boys like super intelligent high school boys committing Mm -hmm. all of these that I think is re- what really sells the concept and what really makes the difference. It's like I don't think this would be as interesting if they were just some more adults. Yeah, I, I think what adds to that is by the end of the show, you realize, oh, they they were like meaning to die from the start, from or or get caught from the start. Yeah, they're because they know after these experiments that were done on them when they were kids they don't have a long lifespan because they were from a class of like 26 kids that had these experiments done and so many of them already died out three of them yeah yeah all but three of them have died out so like they know they have their own ticking clock Mm -hmm. um and so it it like that i think also kind of paints a perspective that's like well they like their intent not that they're like suicide bombers or anything like that but they know that once they've gotten japan to understand what they're doing Mm -hmm. that's kind of it and they're gonna be turning themselves in or yeah they figured they'll get caught or get killed or something like Mm -hmm. that They, they they have nothing else after that and it's it's in a weird way, it's it like it's also like it's sympathetic to realize that it's like oh they just have this one thing like that's all they want is just for people mm-hmm. to understand that they exist and yes. to 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 understand what happened to them and to expose that and be like hey don't let this happen again you know mm-hmm. yeah and like the buildings they're targeting are all connected to 
the men in this organization that kind of put them through these tests. And it's all mm-hmm. meant to like reveal them and to reveal these hidden secrets. And it's not about like harming people or like real property damage outside of those purposes. Yeah. It is very straight and to the point and without unnecessary malice. Yeah, that's that's true. Um I I was gonna mention was it it was their death. So we mentioned that. Um I'm 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 gonna go right for the end Sure, go for it. Spoilery stuff here. Um how did you feel when they did die? Like what what did this like did did the ending speak to you? Did you notice any kind of symbolism stuff going on? What mm. what was going through your your thoughts as the show was wrapping up? I was very curious about the practical effects of the whole thing. Really, I was a little distracted by that because like they let off that atomic bomb so high up in the stratosphere yeah. that you don't really get any kind of atomic fallout from it or anything but it does release this like electromagnetic magnetic pulse that knocks out like all the electricity across japan and it wasn't exactly clear okay for how long like how do you recover from that because when we see the sort of flash forward some you know like i think a year later it looks like everything is okay again things coming back to no 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 yeah what happened between here and there like i just wanted some sort of practical logistics just like a sentence or two of well this is what happened on that side (laughs) i was just trying to figure out like okay what stage is the world in now like how much of a disaster was there so I was more distracted by the national concerns than the little personal concerns of our main characters. <laughs> but oh, I kind of admired the fact that they got to die, if that sounds weird. How so? Um, oh, I like that the show didn't try to give the story a happy ending when it was not set up to have one. That there wasn't some yeah. like deus ex machina that swung in at the end like oh the other 24 children in this program died but I mean, these two are gonna be okay there there is a little like seed of hope in in mm. in there we see that at the end when we figure out what vaughn means the v-o-n yeah um, and once again once we kind of understand what they're doing it's like they're trying to just get people to pay attention mm-hmm. and like not let this corruption happen so they're wanting to k- kind of give these people hope of like hey we, we did some bad things but you mm-hmm. don't like you don't have to let it get this bad so there there was some some hope with that um Melissa, you and I got like how... nobody on me for a second Well, there. you did too. I figured. <laughs> uh, con- continue. Uh, I like that the story ended very concretely. There's no real wind up. Like everything's kind of reset, but not too reset. It's like... yeah positively reset from the point where we started yeah one thing that i thought was really neat with the ending um is the scene when uh i, f- I forget the c- c- cops name uh, i forget it's my favorite is... yeah, i don't remember his name uh kanjiro shibazaki yes um when shibazaki finally catches them 
at the the institution where they grew up uh, and there's that scene where the helicopters are flying around and i believe it's nine is the older one right he's the yes. one with the de- 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 detonator mm-hmm. there and they shoot 12 mm-hmm. um which at first i was like well, why would they shoot him when the other guy has the detonator and stuff like that but it it does make for a more emotional yeah. uh ending um there but what i noticed was that 12 is more of the heart of Sphinx. And where yeah, does he get shot? He gets shot in one. the heart. Yeah, he sure does. It's rough. Yeah. And then uh, number nine is the brains of the operation. And he basically dies of an aneurysm because of the drugs in his in his system and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He basically has a just a really bad <laughs> headache. And yeah. that kills him. So one gets shot in the heart and they are the heart of the operations one one's <laughs> brain stops functioning and right. he is the brains of the operation so i thought that was a neat touch uh, of, neat. of yeah of, of just what is happening um there but yeah it's 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 an inter- interesting story it's an interesting end there yeah i to maybe clarify saying earlier i kind of like that the story is so standalone it's like we made 11 episodes that's it like the main characters are dead now their characters or mates have been tied up like it's so solidly standalone by itself yeah. which I, I admire that they let themselves tell just one story and then it's over in those 11 episodes yeah Oh, like it's it's just nice to see a story like bowing out when it's supposed to bow out. And oh, and just the fact that the the characters had kind of already reached some sort of peace with dying when they died. It's it kind of like it's sad that they had to die from the beginning. That They were these kids that were experimented mm-hmm. on and had this time limit on their lives. But the way the story wraps up, like they made a friend, they touched a life. They helped people. They had one really nice last day where they like played kickball in a park or whatever. They just wanted to be kids. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a nice bow on the end of everything. Like that's very sort of neat, content kind of end. Yeah, uh, Melissa, you're getting real robotty on me. Well whoops i don't know yeah it's not your fault um it is the interweb uh do you mind repeating what you just said i like that the show kind of has this neat bow at the end of everything and everything is ended very neatly and concretely and contentedly like it's a like the deaths are emotional the losses are emotional but like people have what they need to like pick themselves up and mm-hmm. keep going forward in a much more positive direction. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's good. I, I like how it wraps up. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, what's his name? 12 and Lisa. Yeah. And their relationship there. Cause I, 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 I think knowing by the end of the show, knowing what we know about nine and tw- and twelve, these two kids who make up Sphinx, um, and like I I guess looking back on 
uh 12's interaction with lisa i just think that's an interesting dynamic that's more of the like slice of life kind of like almost romance thing like Mm -hmm. this is one of those things i mentioned at the start where it was like it felt like it could have been like three times as long maybe Mm -hmm. this is something they would have explored more the romance between those two i think it is well paced like well measured out it never seems like it's going too fast or lagging behind anything else that's happening but i would also like to see it extended into like a standard 26 episodes yeah something like that but i i really liked the interaction between them um it's it's a weird scene that you first meet lisa in it looks like she's being hazed into like some kind of sorority or club some after school they're just bullies and it's not really made clear like what their vendetta is against her they're just bullies yeah and she is uh she's on the edge of a diving board about to jump in the pool these girls are egging her on to jump in but she's still in her like school uniform um like very obviously not supposed to be in the pool with that stuff (laughs) you know and 12 happens to hear them and so he kind of comes up and he's like looking over this wall being the peeping tom and he's he's like what do you wait for just jump he's like i I, like i don't he he has no idea what's happening and i'm sure she's just like anxious as all you know as as all hell Mm -hmm. uh but he 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 like he has this childlike personality he is still a child but like yeah not in not one that you would expect from someone who is capable of these terrorist acts like nine has that yeah nine personality where he's a little more mature. cold he's more distant he's more calculating 12 focus is, on the mission you know yeah 12 is very authentically a young person he reminded me a lot they remind me a lot of the brothers from watakoi like yeah. love is hard for otaku you have the main love interest but then he also has this like college age kid brother yeah they reminded me a lot of them yeah um but so he he's he's them he and he's like just j- jump in and she's still like what who are you and he's like fine i'll i'll yeah, do it because this looks fun yeah. go jumping and so he j- jumps in and, and it's it's his like like lack of hesitation to just in, enjoy life that that she's kind of inspired mm-hmm. by and mm-hmm. like in, intrigued by. I, I don't think I does she j- j- jump in? I don't remember her jumping in. Uh, I don't remember either. But I don't think she did. I don't remember her being wet. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, she's wearing a big sweater. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it's it it ends up kind of being this metaphor of like what happens later on in the show where she's kind of hesitant to get involved with them and jump into this lifestyle but she also really has nothing for her or at least nothing that she likes she's uh, her mom is a is abusive um she doesn't really like to be at home she feels like she has nowhere to go no friends and so Mm -hmm. she sees this kid who's just happy Mm -hmm. and she wants that and and it it, but she has this hesitation of like do i really really fit 
in with that? Do I really deserve that happiness? Mm -hmm. And then for them, for her realizing that they're the ones destroying these buildings, it's like, do I really want to get involved with that? Like, that's, mm -hmm. th that's a lot. <laughs> oh, well, the choice they give her, because she just happens to be in one of the buildings they're about to blow up, yeah. is they offer her, you can be dead or you can be an accomplice. And, you know, there's not really much of a choice there. Yeah. But I, mean, she still kind of questions it of like, oh, mm -hmm. am I just going to get in the way? here yeah and it's it's all less that of nine is saying you know yeah it's interesting that she's less like oh what are the moral implications of what i'm doing and more like am i in the way am i annoying you guys i thought i was gonna cook am i bothering not, you <laughs> yeah it's not like you know what am i doing to my fellow man it's like how do i now fit into this little three-person social unit yeah which is interesting i really lisa is so anxious in like the first two episodes and understandably why you know she's bullied at school her mom is like incredibly overbearing and really aggressive towards her her mm -hmm. dad has run off it's kind of part of the way her mom is um part of why her mom's acting like that yeah and she's so anxious and i understand but it's not really pleasant to watch i don't know, like all like the first two episodes lisa's scenes are like kind of stressful also on you in yeah. addition to on her and so when she decides to like run away from home that's like the first really proactive thing she does is she decides to run away from home and her mom even like kind of catches her going out the door and she just bolts she keeps going she goes for it yeah which is a great change to her character and when she gets among when she starts to kind of crash with with sphinx she relaxes a lot and it's not so much that it's like unrealistic to look at how anxious she was in the first episode and like mm -hmm. she's still not in a great place. She's still not very healthy, but she's relaxed a lot. You see her actually be more of a person like she wants to cook for them and she's becoming a little bit more well-rounded and just yeah. a little bit more like uh, a more average teenage girl. And I that was a great a really nice change for the series. Like, I'm really glad she became a, a like a, a little bit stronger of a protagonist yeah. as the show went on. Her leaving her her mom is her j j jumping in the pool, so yeah. to speak. Um, and yeah, and she's she's away from I, I think what she sees as her problems. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't think she really feels like she's fallen in with these terrorists yet or, no. you know, or these kids you know um and, and so yeah I, I i think she can relax because she feels like she's away from everything that was burdening her yeah um and so she is learning t to relax and then she starts to maybe get more in like th that's when she starts to co question of like okay now what does this mean for me you know, you mm -hmm. know what does me kind of shacking up with these guys mean for me because she has she has a moment where she's like yeah i'm just in the way i should leave and she leaves and that's when things go bad for her there's people looking for her and stuff like that she goes oh shit i i'm i'm in the deep end on this one um but when she gets rescued that second time, she has this really fantastic scene where she's on the back of the motorcycle uh asking 
12 like so what are you guys really up to like what are you guys doing are you actually gonna destroy the mm-hmm. world or older you know st- stuff like that because she d- yeah. d- she still d- d- doesn't understand what's happening um mm-hmm. and she like she just has this moment where she she i i feel like becomes fully relaxed around them like she's now yes. is like okay i've accepted my spot with them um, mm-hmm. and yeah she had she does this thing where she like shuts her eyes and like looks up in in the sky and just has this has this moment uh where she really seems free and just like careless and mm-hmm. stuff and i'm like that's that's a fantastic scene. yeah it's about it. th- that freedom in making those friends which is nice like you're happy to see that happen to her yeah which is, is one of the benefits of her being so upset the first couple of episodes like yeah. it, it's it's such a relief to her and to you when she gets to where she is at the end of the show i i think i want to Oh, uh, one more thing no. on that. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I was gonna say I think, even though they don't really expressly say it right then, I, I think that is her of that. That is her kind of understanding. Oh, they're not out to kill people or destroy the world or hurt mm-hmm. a, 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 anyone. They have, uh, you know, they were they were hurt as children. They are just like me. You know, I have this mm-hmm. a. a abusive parent the situation that is just completely shitty and she's realizing the connection there it's like oh they're they're not they're not actually bad guys Mm -hmm. this isn't the point i was just about to make but i do want to stop and say i did think it was kind of weird that there aren't any repercussions for lisa running away from her, her mom like nobody it seems like nobody's looking for her after she disappears and considering that her mom's relationship to her was being really overbearing and overprotective like her mom like you she looks at her phone and it's like a dozen missed calls from mom like mom really wants to be up in her business it's not it's not good but it's not neglect so the fact yeah. that she ran away and like nothing happened from that was a little perplexing it, yeah it's a little perplexing it's it's one of those things it's like well it's not it it's not really a part of the story it's, it's it not isn't. what they want to focus on yeah yeah, yeah i just know. would have liked to have seen it, like a line or two or you're right though some yeah thing to follow up on that just a little bit yeah it's, it's the uh, scene where lisa go ahead no, you you can finish yours. <laughs> oh, I, I was gonna say, yeah, you're you're right. It like it seems like, especially with her being somewhat involved in these mm-hmm. terrorist a- attacks and her being a minor, like mm-hmm. th- they would want to like, okay, who is your legal g- g- guardian? Who's yeah. your parent? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's not what we get to see. No, I want to talk about the Ferris wheel scene. Where Five has kidnapped Lisa and she straps a bomb onto her and she puts her on this like, uh, it's not a band, it's like an off hours, off season, like in the Ferris wheel at night and like the clues lead 12 to go there and find her. You got really rogue body there. 
Okay, I can I can start over. That would be wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> what a bad day. <laughs> There's the scene where um, Five has kidnapped Lisa and like strapped this bomb jacket onto her and leaves these clues for Twelve to go and find her, and she's on this empty Ferris wheel in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. And he has to defuse this bomb jacket that's on her. And this would be like a like heart pounding action scene in anything else. But the scene is treated so romantically. Like they're on this Ferris wheel that's lit up in these like beautiful glowing like bright lights. And there's this soft, sweet, romantic music playing. And he is like clipping the little wires and undoing like all of the little contraptions on this bomb vest, like so delicately and deliberately and calmly and like trying to calm her down. It's sweet. It's sweet and it's romantic. And I love that I got to see that action that mm-hmm. would be actiony and anything else treated like that. That was a really fun twist. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a good moment. I, I like their relationship. And uh, just that, like, it 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 gives twelve this kind of reason to rethink things, right? It's it's like, hey, yeah. maybe I can assimilate back into the real world. Maybe I can just be a normal kid, you know, and go to high school and jump j- 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 jump in pools and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, I don't have to be sitting here diffusing bombs and setting bombs and you know blowing things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it it's it's the kind of character moments that I really like, but it also adds to the tension at the same time because yeah. if if you're a fan of their plight and you are kind of rooting them on of being like oh yeah they need to expose this corruption mm-hmm. and stuff like that then it is this like no what are you doing like focus on the mission like you need to like <laughs> there's a good thing happening here and you need to you know you need to be a part of that and uh mm-hmm. she's the dish distraction as yeah. nine might say you mm-hmm. know? um but it's good I, I i like that tension in that pole mm-hmm. pole there so it's yeah even how like nine Really, he doesn't personally have anything against Lisa, but he's like, we don't need this. We don't need a distraction. I'd really rather she's not here. We should get her out. And then they are friends by the end of the the series, which was nice. Nice Mm -hmm. little additional journey there. Yeah. Let's go on to the police side of the story. Yes. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. police. First off, I just want to say I really loved the other guy in the archives. He's and you one of my tell favorites. <laughs> they have like nothing to do down there. Like they just need to work on a project like when somebody asks them to. So they just go to work every day. And like his buddy is just like eating donuts and playing video games and like watching cat videos on YouTube. That and he's oddly so... reminiscent of what I do at work. <laughs> <laughs> so consistent like just this good-hearted like easygoing guy throughout the entire series and he's never so goofy that he sticks out among the rest of the drama that's going on he's just very like earnest and good-natured and real among yeah. everything he has and one I- really funny m- moment <laughs> of when they are uh or what i thought was his one mm-hmm. funny m- moment um when they are 
I, I think they're looking for the weather balloon and stuff yeah. like they're they're in like all right this is it guys there might be something really bad happening here and it's all hands on deck and he just has no idea what to do and so he's just like uh, uh, uh i'll go on the roof ah, and he just yeah, r- runs off binoculars. he's gonna stand on the roof with binoculars just to find an atomic it. bomb strapped to a weather balloon it's great and i love it and i'm just like <laughs> yes this is this is the best <laughs> Because he's like, he's not a hacker. He's not a coder. He doesn't no. know how to research all of this stuff. He's just like a librarian, more yeah. or less. Yeah, that's whoa, 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 what he is. And he's just like, I, I can't help here. I'm, I'm going to go help by yeah. standing on the roof and looking at the sky. <laughs> yeah, ain't he sweet? <laughs> I like the, the entire collection of these cops. Like, there's the um the other one who's like kind of that like hothead guy mm-hmm. who's like what are you doing uh, you you're just going to throw away your badge like that and like he's very like forward and success focused and he'd be like an antagonist sort of cop like you can see other stories for him and yeah. what's our main detective's name again uh i have it pulled I up should here have written down the... any of these names before we got started kenjiro shibazaki shibazaki like he would be shibazaki's like rival or mm-hmm. bully almost in any other story like I there's this have a feeling that he was the replacement of like yeah. when when they yeah. kicked him off they were like hey new young guy hothead who's gonna solve all these cases and not you know exactly take one case and just focus on that mm-hmm. like but that would become like this antagonistic bully like annoying character in any other story and they're not they're not close they're not really on the same side of things at the very beginning of the show but as it goes on and this guy starts to see that Shibazaki is like been right about everything and is right to continue talking about this mystery no matter what the actual higher ups say he's absolutely on his side he's like following his footsteps like okay where are we going what are we going to do next and i like that that guy got to be a good guy yeah yeah, that's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun to see him kind of understand what is happening here. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's he's right. He, you know, maybe I can learn something from him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also liked Shibazaki's family life because his backstory is that there was this uh, politician of some kind who fell to his death from like a hotel window and everybody's like, Oh, it was an accident or it was a suicide. And he's like, no, this was murder. Like somebody made this happen. And he gets real deep into this investigation. Everybody else is like, no, like it's not murder. Like there's no criminal intent here. Like cut it out. And like the, you can tell like from the shadows, the people that actually orchestrated this were like, get him off the case. And so it comes down that he's like, well, you're demoted to working in the archives. You're not a detective anymore. Yeah. And it said that like, cause he had a family, he had to take that. He's like, I have to keep a steady job like this. I don't like it. If you're sending me the archives, I have to go there. And mm-hmm. you don't get the moment where later on where it's like, Oh, I still have to protect my family. That almost goes to like the guy with the glasses. You yeah. would expect Shibazaki to have the moment like the guy with the glasses has with his like pregnant wife and little son. And you also don't see like something else that might come out of that is, well, he still was obsessed with the case and he took the archives job to help his family. But ultimately he grew distant from his family and estranged, but 
No, it's just like a normal family relationship where it's like a little distant, but not like because of anything. Just like like he goes to visit his daughters like at college. He's like mm-hmm. sitting with her in her her dorm room. Yeah, he's like, oh, I just haven't visited you in a while, and it's kind of got an ulterior motive. He's like, you study a science, right? And she's like, yeah, dad, I study like you know some sort of engineering. And he's like, do you know anything about plutonium? (laughs) She's like, dad, you're on a case. (laughs) And then he goes home to his wife and his wife's like, you saw her. Oh, you should have told me. I wanted to give her some stuff just like you. I like that. They don't have this disastrous, like strained relationship. And it's also not like super close. And oh, I look up to you, dad. You were such a hero. You're still a hero in my eyes. Like, it's just like normal kind of like, oh, we're all adults now. And we don't always know what the other person is doing. It needs to be like, what's your major again? It's some sort of a science, right? I like just how normal it was. Mm hmm. Which is weird to say, like, boy, happy to see just a normal, plain, not too close, not too distant family relationship. It felt but, it it added a sense of realism yeah. to the show. Um, I I I felt like if if the show had only focused on the on the detective, it still would have been just as good. Yeah, it's good. my favorite part of it. Yeah. I like that trying to figure out the mystery and i do really like what the show does i don't know if i've ever seen another show quite like this where we're seeing the villain's point of view and we know who they are and how they're doing everything and where they are but we don't know why and the why is the big mystery Mm -hmm. not the who or the how but the why and the why is what we're building towards yeah i don't know if i've really encountered another story like that and i liked it i liked that kind of narrative structure that this had Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it too. Let's talk about five for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that, that was her number, right? Five. Yes, yes, five. Um, so she is the third surviving child mm-hmm. of this uh institution. I forget what they called it the Ath- the Athena program. Uh, it looked in. I think 12 and 9 both thought she died in their escape. Um, yes. Because they were escaping and they saw the flames and you see this child get engulfed by flames and stuff like that. So they just assume that she's dead. Uh, but it turns out that she somehow made her way to America and got scooped up by the authorities in the United States. And now she's working with the FBI because she's like this super smart tactician mm-hmm. um like chess kind of player like mm-hmm. if i move this way we'll trap him haha um but she's the one i feel like does not see like she she seems the least like a kid yeah she is and we were just talking about how this is like a fairly grounded down to earth series overall there's lots of very realistic moments she's almost like a super villain like she's got yeah. this She's very, and like any normal human being can be super fashionable, but she's got like one big earring and she's always like painting her nails real sassy. Like she's very, uh, she's got all these affectations that you would see in something a little bit more comic booky. That or I'm, I'm even thinking like 
80s action movie. Yeah. Just like she has on like a black like fancy dress for some like cocktail party. She has her makeup all done up. But if they're around the same age, she's probably only 16 or 17. Yeah, she doesn't feel like a teen really. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, she's somewhere around that age. I'm not sure exactly, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like it. It was an interesting character to me to see and to pit against nine yeah. and twelve because this is almost like the extreme, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, twelve is the one that is still childlike and like is tempted to like hey mm-hmm. i kind of don't want to do this stuff anymore yeah. i just want to live a normal life nine is the the one who's like hey we have our mission once we get done with the mission i'm expecting to die but hey if we live then we live and then i'll mm-hmm. move on you know uh whereas five is the one that's like i'm like she's basically gone psycho and is mm-hmm. like a control freak of like she is this genius prodigy she knows she's really smart and and stuff like that and so she's she she's kind of gone off the deep end Mm -hmm. um and it's it's an interesting like it's it's another aspect of the show that makes you think oh hey these terrorists Mm -hmm. aren't as bad like maybe they're not actually terrorists mm-hmm. in the way that we maybe think of th- of that word you know there is someone else out there who is worse than them um yeah i like i i, I just i i, I liked yeah. I, I did not like her character but i liked her being there to yeah have in relation to sphinx she's a great sense. contrast and like sphinx like Nine and twelve, they're totally on their own. They have to cobble everything together themselves. She, you know, was kind of adopted by like this American governmental agency that came in and figured out that like some subsection of the Japanese government was doing all these weird experiments on kids, and they're like, um, don't cut it out. The one kid that's left, we're taking we're we're watching over her now, okay? We're gonna yeah. take care of her. Yo. stay away and so she's like kind of their prodigy and like it's almost like she's the one calling the shots over there in some regards it it doesn't seem like that at first but very Mm -hmm. quickly she's yeah she realizes it's like oh i'm up against five and or uh, up against nine and twelve this will be fun you know yeah starts taking over um I don't I don't know if I have much else to say about her though. No, so I, uh, I, she, just, I like her as a foil. Yeah, she's she's fun to watch. Yeah. Um anything else that you want to talk about with this show? Real briefly, I don't know if this is something you picked up on. This show is kind of short on ladies, and it's a show with yeah. a lot of little incidental characters and a lot of moving parts. And, like, you're spending so much time with, like, the police force and the government and, like, spooky corporations. And, like, you couldn't put one, there's like, there's not there's not four, one lady technician. But besides the bullies at the start and some of the c- classmates, there's mm-hmm. four women in this show 
two of them you don't see because it's the wife and daughter of the detective yeah uh and then one is lisa and one is five yeah (laughs) and like lisa's incredibly anxious and nervous and mink and meek and five is you know some sort of evil criminal genius (laughs) yeah i um did 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 you feel like lisa was kind of shoved like her character was like stunted or whatnot because because air coach she was a woman and you know oh no 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 uh i feel like lisa does as much as lisa herself would want to do Mm -hmm. like i like that they didn't push her super far into the forefront because she is very shy she's very meek she wouldn't want to do that she wouldn't be comfortable there she wouldn't have any of those skills or anything yeah at least not at this point in her life like she could grow to have something like that but right now she is not in a place where she could be or would remotely want to be anything like what you know nine or twelve or five are up to Mm -hmm. i just thought it was interesting and like this could entirely be like an element of Japanese culture and society I'm just not super familiar with. I'm just like, there is not one professional woman anywhere in like all of these governmental and like corporations that are going on. Can I just have like one lady cog in this big machine? Like one, please. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how, how accurate. Yeah. But, but, But yeah, I mean that, that is something that's like all the cops our guys all of the government people are men yeah there are so many of those little incidental like we have to go to this person and get this clue and they're going to point us in the other direction towards them and we have to talk to them but before we talk to them we go through this person like you know like the last handful of episodes where it is shibazaki and the like newer younger detective on Mm -hmm. the trail of this thing and like is there like does anybody's wife remember like the weird experiments going on after her husband would come home from work can i have something like that please yeah i'm I'm wondering if that is a is somewhat of a cultural thing yeah i know there is that the whole idea of like the company man and stuff like that in in japanese culture well they will basically give their lives oh yeah to a certain company uh, and it's do or do or da da die for mm-hmm. them with that company. So I'm wondering if it's a mixture of that as well as maybe more traditional, uh, like gender role things kind of playing in mm-hmm. there of like, hey, the man will be the one that like has the job. And so for these more like government institutions, yeah. maybe it's harder for women. I can understand it, but again, like, maybe one of these government officials they need to talk to has died, but his wife is alive, and she remembers something he told her once. Like, I and like, I understand this not being a female-centric show through your own choice. That's a valid choice to make, or through whatever cultural differences. I just wanted, like, one more. Could I have one more lady, even if she's just, like, incidental plot piece number three? Yeah. Yeah. I... I think that would have worked fire just have like one more woman on the police force yes like i don't think you see one well there's like the receptionist which is a nice moment when nine goes up and he's like puts on the mask and he's like i'm sphinx it's me 
and she screams, <laughs> which like, which I can buy. I that's not your typical like, oh, woman yeah. startled my mouse faints. It's, like no, it's there's not. There's a terrorist who appeared it, right yes. in front of you. Pops <laughs> in the mask like, hey, it's me. Like that's a well deserved scream. I too would yeah. scream. Um, yeah, could absolutely use some more women in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess I don't really have anything to say about the music because it wasn't it's electronic. Nice. Yeah, it's still it's still nice. I like it. Uh, Yoko Kano still mm. does the music in this. Um, she she works a lot with Juan Tanabe, uh, and she is in the band that made the theme song for Cowboy Bebop, the Seatbelts. Very good. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so good. Uh, I think I think that's kind of all I have to yeah. say on this show, what though. What would you, it, as I being a big a like mystery and detective fan, what would you recommend to somebody if they were intrigued by this and they want to watch something else kind of like it? Um. So, if I had to pick anything else from Watanabe's works, mm. uh, I don't think he necessarily directed it, but I think he helped produce it. Um, is Michiko and Hachin. I don't um, know this one. It it it's a longer one. I believe it's like fifty something episodes, but it's about uh this woman who escapes from jail, uh and she kidnaps this younger child who doesn't really want to be at the home she's at. She was adopted and they treat her poorly and all of mm. the stuff. Uh, and if I'm, I, it's been a long time since I watched. I think I watched that right after I watched this mm-hmm. years ago. Um, but I, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they think that she is her daughter or the. I, I, I don't know. But long story, story short, they go on this adventure together to find the man that uh, that. That this woman who broke out of jail, uh, her name is Michiko. Uh, they're on the on a quest to find this man. Meanwhile, there is a cop chasing them. It's another woman. So maybe they just moved all of the women. Oh yeah, right. To watch the show with the lady division. But yeah, it's 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 again kind of this cat and mouse, but it is very. It's another one that is very music influenced. It's mm-hmm. very. Um, uh, I don't for what what's the right term? Um, not I. It's not like it's like Jamaican and island. I I, I don't know what huh. to call it, but it's more. Uh, there's more like Hispanic influences and Jamaican influences and stuff like that. And it's really neat. Um, that would be one if you want to check out something else of Watanabe's work or something that he was involved in, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if I had to say something else, I might even go. There's a if 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 you liked the detective in this show mm-hmm. and you want something that's maybe a little bit more like him i would suggest suggest a korean tv oh. show named bad guys yes um, i i really like this show it's on netflix here in the us 
um, and it is about this detective who uh, is kind of dishonored and they don't you know he's kind of shoved off to the side Mm -hmm. um but there's a serial killer on the loose and they kind of bring him back into the fold to solve this case but to do so he's like hey i kind of want free reign to do my thing and that means i kind of want to get the help of other criminals Mm because it takes one to know one uh, and so the idea is that he makes this team of these, like, these criminals to go uh, f- f- figure out who this serial killer is. At the same time, uh, he kind of has a similar relationship with his family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the wife is around anymore. I think that's part of why he's kind of down in the dumps i think she was mm-hmm. murdered if i'm not mistaken and so they, they're like okay you need to go do your thing over here not get too involved mm-hmm. um and then yeah so i would say go check that out it's on netflix yeah i'm not as deep into the crime stuff as you are but if you like detective work if you like games if you like puzzles if you like deep weird complicated puzzles to solve uh try sherlock just like the bbc show sherlock which was a big hit in the last handful of years um the episodes there's only 12 episodes total released over four seasons because it's three episodes per season that are like an hour and a half long like a little mini movie try one out see what you think i'm watching those yeah those were good. One more note on the bad guys thing. I this just I just remembered mm. this. One of the characters in Bad Guys uh, was cast in the uh, new Marvel's Eternals movie. Ooh, um, it's the actor yes. that was. It's the K- Korean actor that was also in Train to Busan. If you've seen that one, he's a little bit bigger, a little more muscular, oh. um, but he's he's mm. in that show too. Um, but yeah, there you there you go. A- 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 anything else you would recommend? Ah, n- that's the one crime thing I know. Sounds <laughs> good to me. Um, we do want to give a big thank you to all of our Patreon yes! supporters, uh, especially them. to those at the five dollar tier. Uh, we want we want to give you guys shout out. So thank you to Eric, Sam, and. Christine for keeping the lights on and helping us make this show. We love and appreciate you all. Mm-hmm. Um, Melissa, pitches for this next it's week. It's me. It's, it's your my turn. turn. Yeah, it is. I have got three pitches that are all audio dramas. Yes, I was thinking of doing some for my next pitch. Mm-hmm. as well it's about t- time we do some more audio dr- yeah dramas. we haven't done any since uh october when we covered king falls am mm-hmm. and i picked all audio dramas not just because it was kind of overdue but uh they, i've been on this show for about a year now we just hit my one year anniversary of recording my first episode yesterday yeah and the way all we're doing is that i found these dramas that i'd listened to mm-hmm. 
So that's oh, that's how I found the show. And there so that's something I always associate with it is audio dramas. So I figured yeah. to mark the one year anniversary, let's get just a bunch of those up in here. Sounds good to me. Okay. Pitch number one is a show called The Earth Collective. Earth Collective. This is a story where all of humanity left Earth to go to this other planet, the sort of futuristic mm-hmm. sci-fi story. But they found that like some meteor or something hit the planet. And after that, if you are left in the dark, there's something that will come to get you. Like something about the dark is destructive. It's a little vague. But now what the now what the society does is that they live in one long caravan of trucks that carry everyone and everything. And they just drive in big circles around this planet, making sure they always stay in the sunlight. Huh. Yeah. And the uh, story is from the point of view of just, I think, a technician somewhere along this big caravan. Where do they get all that gasoline? I I don't remember. I listened to season one of this before, and they've released season two since then. Okay. And I'd like to listen to both seasons. There's a lot of episodes they're very short episodes and there's lots of little like bonus episode one episode 2.5 so there's lots of little episodes but they're all pretty short like i think the longest episode on its own is like 23 minutes so the entirety of the series is like five and a half hours of listening time i put it all on the playlist so i could figure out how long it was yeah it's a really interesting concept and you just follow this guy who's kind of historically documenting what's happening because he's like we're always traveling we're always moving we never stop and rest this doesn't give us any time for record keeping like everything we do now is going to be forgotten if nobody stops and takes care of it now so just whatever spare time i have after working i'm gonna tell you who we are and what's happening and he just sort of tries to figure out what are what have we left behind what did society used to be before we started living in a big caravan that drives all the time sounds good to me okay pitch number two is a show called uncanny county ah okay have you heard of this one i've heard of that one yes uncanny county this is fun this is a anthology series it's kind of twilight zoney in that every episode is this kind of sci-fi fantasy magic realism tale with like heart to it mm-hmm. twilight zone is a little bit more like cautionary tales and hold the mirror up to society you're the real monsters this is a little bit more kind of heartfelt very sweet very whimsical stuff okay yeah and so i was going to pitch just season one of this so that is 12 episodes they're all about half an hour long there's Sounds some good. really fun one shot like fantasy sci-fi stories in there Mm-hmm. Cool. And pitch number three is Wolverine the Long Night. Wolverine the Long Night. I've heard about that one. This is an audio drama, like officially released by Marvel. This mm-hmm. is Marvel's first attempt at an audio drama or any kind of scripted podcast. This came out just like last year and it was behind a paywall for a while, but now it's out that. there to yeah. the public. And so we can talk about it. This is season one is um, 10 episodes. These are like 30 to 40 minutes long. And in this show, it's got like a fully produced professional cast. Like Wolverine is played by Richard Armitage, who, Mm -hmm. you know, he was Thorin in the Hobbit movies. 
you're not a fantasy guy, so I don't know a non-fantasy thing to tell you about that he was in. <laughs> but he's a legit guy, and he's our Wolverine now for voices. And it's a story where Wolverine has to go to Alaska and investigate some sort of weird mystery up there. Yeah. Um, in the long oh. night. Oh, that's not it. This is also in a weird kind of transition period. They did the, all of Wolverine, the long night, and they're about to start Wolverine, the yes. lost trail, which is a story where he like goes to New Orleans and he meets Gambit, of course. So mm -hmm. if you look up Wolverine, the long night, you might find like the like the title and the cover art has changed to a promotion for Wolverine, the lost trail, because it's all going to be in one feed. But the episodes will all be there for the okay. long night. It's uh he goes to Alaska to investigate some sort of murder or missing persons case. I don't exactly remember the pitch and they changed the series description to be the description for the lost trail. So that's not helpful to me, Interesting. but it sounds pretty cool. We watch a lot of superheroes. We read a lot of superheroes. We can try listening to one now. Yeah. Um, However, I think I'm going to go with pitch number one, the Earth Collective, because that's okay. the one I haven't heard of, and I want to try something new. Neat. I listened to season one. I really liked it, and then I haven't listened to any of season two yet, because I kind of was saving it to pitch to you, because it seemed like yeah. a cool sci-fi story you'd like. So we're doing season one and two? Is that? Yeah, season one and two, and there are like little in between episodes like there's kind of an interseason, like okay, six cool. episode mini thing but like i said all the episodes are very short so you could listen to like every little bit they've uploaded in their feed and it is like five and a half hours there you go mm -hmm. sounds good uh the earth collective yeah interesting interesting i'm looking forward to that one it is absolutely about time that we put some more audio drama mm -hmm. into uh our catalog of things that we've covered yeah um let's see i don't have any other announcements melissa where can they find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t follow me for lots of end game hype yeah uh i am at yo kyle springer on both twitter and instagram and if you would like updates uh for this podcast as well as any of our other shows we are at the whatnots on twitter uh the whatnots.com is where you can get more information patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us uh new episodes of this podcast come out every wednesday but you can get them early on patreon for just a dollar patreon.com slash the whatnots go check it out we will see you guys next week uh with the earth collective seasons one and two and everything mm -hmm. in, in between there you go. This yep. has been episode 54 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you guys next week. Adios. Bye.